Hello, hello. This is Moses from Elpis Life Community. In this podcast, we are going to talk about why the law is important in preaching the gospel. Uh, it's a very, very important subject to discuss um, a couple of points to mention uh, in this discussion. So Paul points out that the law was given to the Jews. Um, that is the Ten Commandments. And uh, you may also include other, other laws that were given to the Jews. But we know for sure that the Ten Commandments, uh, which are regarded the moral law, uh, they are there to show the righteousness of God to the people. And, um, and he, also, he also recognizes the idea that uh, the Gentiles were not given the law. Uh, they have the law in their, in their conscience. Uh, and it bears witness to them when they do what is wrong. Or sometimes it defends them. That is Romans chapter 2 verse 15, where it says, they show that the requirements of the law are written on their hearts and their consciences also bearing witness and their thoughts sometimes accusing them and at other time even defending them. So we have two group of people, that is the Jews and the Gentiles. Now, the Gentiles is everybody who is not a Jew. We see that in, this, in these two groups, there is an idea of the law. For the Gentiles, it's in their conscience and for the Jews, God gave them, uh, gave them the law. So for the Jews, we may say that they have at least a double privilege. So they have the written law of God and also they also have the law in their conscience because they are, they are all human beings, just like the Gentiles. Well, why is this important? Well, why is this important? It is important because the law shows us our sins. In Romans chapter three, verse 20, Paul says, therefore no one will be declared righteous in God's sight by the works of the law. Rather, through the law, we become conscious of our sin. So beginning with the Jews, all that God commanded them to do, no one in that system can be declared righteous for doing those things. Because the way the law works, that you break one, you've broken all of them. So, and when we talk about the, gen- the, the, the Gentiles, even us, when we do what is wrong, that's the reason why our conscience condemns us uh, when we do what is wrong. Um, we are also held accountable, just like, the, just like the Jews are held accountable by the law that they are given, and also ask the law that we have in our conscience holds us accountable. So even us, the law that we have in our conscience cannot justify us. It can't justify us. It, it condemns us, but it cannot justify us. So the law shows us our sins, and in both cases, no one can be declared righteous by the works of the law. Now, the law also shows us the need for the Savior. So even, even when we talk about the Gentiles, it's the same case we can, can be addressed. Uh, we, cannot, we cannot clear out our duty conscience by, by doing what is good. When you have seen, you, can, you cannot clear out that by giving to the poor, um, helping the need. Those, those things are good, but those things cannot clear your conscience or they cannot pay for your sins uh, so that you're right. You cannot stand before God and say, hey, look at me. I do what is good. I give the poor. Um, therefore, you, you, can, you can clear my, my sins. No, God can't do that. God can't do that. He can't do that to the, to the Jews. He can do that also to us, the Gentiles. So another thing of why the law is important, this is the number three point, 
until we know the details around around our wrongdoing, we cannot see the need for being saved or asking for mercy from God. It's unless we are convicted, and that's the reason why I think costs uh, are very important in our society because people can can steal. Um, we can do all kinds of evil stuff, and the law in our country is there to convict us to convict us. But if the law does not do that kind of a job, we cannot see even a need of avoiding those kinds of evil stuff. We can't see that, but we can't see that. And uh, to raise the standard high, knowing that God himself is the standard of goodness. And um, when we do not have that reality of God, um, that he is the one who is good and he teaches what is good, and we are falling short from, from, from what is good, we can, we can see no need for the Savior. We can see no need for asking for mercy, uh, for the things that we have done. So the law is very important to help people to see that we, we are wrong. We are wrong. And you want to, you want to incorporate that in your Christian. So, and here's another, another important thing that, uh, is, that, we've had, that has to be looked at. It will be difficult to understand the doctrine of justification and its implication because the idea of the righteousness of Christ accounted to the sinner by faith can be well grasped within the framework of the law operating as the convicting and the condemning one. That's when the doctrine of justification can be well understood. But if we clear out the law, remove the law that condemns, and then someone will have have a question like, why then should I have the righteousness of Jesus Christ? If there's nothing that condemns me, why then should I, should I have Jesus Christ as the one who gives me his righteousness? So the framework, the framework of a law operating, that framework where the law operates as the conviction and the condemnation is very significant in the discussion of the gospel so that people can understand that they need the righteousness of Jesus Christ to be accounted to them. Um, otherwise, all kinds of problems, all kinds of problems, such as people being self-righteous, uh, are going to be held because, because they're going to see themselves as good people, or maybe they're going to see themselves as people who are able to wait for, for, um, for their own righteousness because they have nothing that condemns them, so they are going to try their best. But if they have something that condemns them, that shows them that they can't do it, that's when they will be able to see the need of someone else who is Jesus Christ as the one who can give them the righteousness of God by faith. Okay, so let's look at the problem, the problem that the world has, okay, without the objective model. Okay, for instance, the Gentiles ask the Gentiles, we clear out our conscience, we we, we close our conscience to what it says. We don't want to listen to it. And, um, and the Jews, they don't want to obey the law of God. The issue is that people tend to see themselves as good people because their view of goodness is based on subjective goodness. So you find that people will be comparing themselves. Maybe I compare myself to the next person. Oh, I'm better than that one. And because that person does one, two, three, and four, or maybe I'm better than the people in prison, or maybe those people in the street who do uh, kinds of evil stuff. 
And because I don't do what they do, um, then I am kind of a good person. So self-righteousness is common when people have subjective goodness, uh, when they have subjective goodness. And the message of people being good damns them. And it's a, it's a very dangerous message. I know we're living in the kind of a world where people um, really want to hear that they're good. They should look within themselves and find that goodness and be motivated to pursue their dreams. And that is very, very dangerous. That's very dangerous. So I'm glad that uh, Christians have stood for the gospel in showing how sinful we are in fighting this idea of us being good. Because they have propagated that there's only one who is good, and that is God. Now, the world may look at this idea to be, to be, to be insane. Like, how can you pursue the teaching of, of, of saying that you are not good or people are not good? How can people be motivated in, in, in their lives if you push them harder like that? If you push them harder like that. So Paul says, for I know that good itself does not dwell in me. That is in my sinful nature. So he acknowledges the idea that in the sinful nature, there is no goodness. If you as an unregenerate person, if you want to find the goodness in yourself, the goodness that can justify you before God. There is no goodness that can justify you before God. It's not there. And even for Christians themselves, the good, the good that we, the goodness that we do have, um, as Paul says that in my, in my mind, I want to obey God, but I also see another law in, in my body that is against that. That is against that. The idea there is that as a Christian, a regenerated person, the disposition of your heart have been changed. That's the reason why you have that consciousness of righteousness and you want to obey God. But the good that you do is not from yourself. It's not from yourself. It is because God is working in your life. That's the reason why you can desire even that which is good and you can pursue it. And even, even do it according to God's grace, though not perfectly. That's the idea that is there, though not perfectly. So a Christian depends on God fully to do that which is good. If we are to find that which is good, we have to look to God. We have to look to God for that which is good. So that's the reason why when the law is not preached to the people, when people are not told that uh, they're wrong, then they'll see no need for so we don't need to spare ourselves from being convicted. I know we don't like having a guilty conscience and we try by all means to fight that. But the Bible talks about God not clearing the guilty, but he's able to clear the guilty for those who seek mercy from him. And we can seek the mercies of God through Jesus Christ. So when we ask, we repent of our sins and turn to God in faith. And God is there to forgive us. He forgives us of all our sins and cleanses us from all unrighteousness. He accredits the righteousness of Jesus to us by faith and we become the children of God. That's the reason why the law is very important, very important in the preaching of the gospel. Thank you very much and God bless.